everybody. We are back, and it is Happy Monday to all of you guys listening. Almost forgot what day it was. Um, Evelyn and I are back today, and we have a couple guests for you. But first, we're going to go over kind of um, what we usually do, so our weeks, and uh, some things that are new in the news. What's new in the news? I was hoping you would know. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't really had an eventful week, honestly. This is us every week. Every- we have really boring lives. Every time you ask me, I forget, like, every single thing. Like, I don't even remember what I did at all. What did you do? You went um, to the dentist? I went to the dentist today, and I got my Invisalign off. So I'm really excited about that. They told me I needed to get my wisdom day out, though. Um, so, yeah, I only have five weeks left of Invisalign, and now that I'm going to be done. Done for good. And um, then I just have to wear my retainer for a lifetime, they said. But I feel like no one wears that. I and look what You do? I did. A lifetime? No, not for life. I stopped. But Exactly. It only moved back a little bit, she said. Hmm. Well, anyway, um, I did that, and Aiden has been in Colorado all week, so my life has been pretty What's boring. He out there? He's pumping manure in Colorado. They work out there every so often, so... Do they bring all the stuff out there? Yeah, they ship it all there. Ship it? Yeah, and like little, little um, cardboard boxes. Oh. To go for, yeah, yep. pretty classic. So, <laughs> pretty classic procedure. Um, we're just kind of doing this intro before our guests hop on. So, Evelyn, do you have anything else you want to kind of share about your week? Or how are you feeling today? I'm really She's tired. moody. She's moody today. I'm really tired. And What are we doing tonight? Oh, tonight we're going... What if they're listening? <laughs> tonight we're going to speak to this group at Venture Farms, which is a farm near me where I live. And we're going to be talking to them about social media, and they don't know we're coming, so it's kind of like a surprise. I know. I was going to post about it today, and I'm like, eee, I probably shouldn't. Oh, so. You can't. But yeah, I guess they're pretty big fans, so I'm really excited to meet them. And just Isn't it actually a surprise? Like, can we like, yes, have like, balloons? Like, we're literally going to be walking through the side door. and they're Really? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's just the oh side door, because that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it is on the side of the building. Okay. So I think that's relevant. Special? But yeah, today we're talking with Pioneer. I mean, we're going to introduce them in a bit, but we're just, like Audio said, just hop on four. And then we got to act professional. <laughs> I'm like, so. I'm she, kidding. You're out of it right now. No, I'm not. You seem it. No, and I like you talking to, to adults. Game. I always have to act more professional because I like want to have them like me. I'm going to be like, hey, y'all, what's up? Welcome to the YFG podcast. I got to be like, Hey guys, welcome to NYFG Podcast. You guys probably do notice our tone a little bit changes. Yeah. Well, also like I'm my I'm listening a lot. Like when you're talking, I don't really listen to you, but like I want to oh. be able to listen to them and like learn. It's okay. Because this episode's gonna be really a lot of learning for me because I'm on the cow side of things, and I love learning about this kind of stuff because it all ties into the cows eventually. And Evelyn and I were talking and we think that a lot of you guys are on the same page as us, like maybe you don't know all the technical scientific words and all this stuff. So we're going to be asking a lot more questions than we did in our last Pioneer episode because sometimes we're like, oh, I don't know what that means, but I bet a lot of other people do, but maybe no, we don't guys ask because we're embarrassed. We're like, oh my God, we're farmers. We don't know what that means. No. But in reality, there's probably a lot of other people like us that don't know. What was the word last time? I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I had to know. look it up. Yeah. So anyway... Thank you guys for all coming back again this week, and I hope you guys enjoy. This will be very interesting. It's always fun to learn about something specific with an ad, because then, like, 
Even if you bring it up in a conversation, you look so smart. <laughs> I mean, it's just cool to know about different technology that's going on in ag. So we're going to be talking about Enlist E3 um, seeds through Pioneer today. And if you follow on our Instagram, you've seen us uh, kind of chit-chat about that on there. But we're going to be learning a little more in depth today. Because we use those. Yes, we do. <laughs> So if you didn't get that part. I'm also rocking some blue mascara today, and my dentist okay. said it looks so pretty. Take uh, like it. Thanks. All right. Well, we're gonna hop on um, the call, so we'll see you guys soon. You're listening to the NYFG podcast with Evan Claude. Alrighty, welcome back to the NYFG podcast. This is Evan Claude. If you're, it's your first time listening, I'm the oldest sister on NYFG, and Claudia is the middle sister. And today we have some awesome guests that Claudia is going to introduce. All right, so we have a couple of really awesome people that are going to teach us a lot today. So we have David Costi from Pioneer Seeds and Greg Webb from Cortiva. So you guys can get a little more into detail about what each of you guys do. Just a little brief, um, you know, like a little intro about what your job is, maybe where you're from, and then we'll hop right into the questions. Okay, yeah, thanks. So I'm Dave Kostu. I'm the uh, district lead with Pioneer throughout New York, and I've been with Pioneer for 27 years. Uh, I live in Clifton Park, uh, which is eastern New York. And I spent the first 17 years with Pioneer as a territory manager, uh, working with reps and customers throughout Eastern New York, Northern New York, and New England. And the past 10 years, I've been the district leader uh, throughout New York and the New England states. Awesome. Yeah, my name's Greg Webb. I'm the Enlist Field Specialist, uh, representing Corteva AgriScience. Um, I've been with a couple different companies, Bayer and Monsanto included in the past, and uh, came on with Corteva here uh, a little while ago. So my role is to uh, you know, educate, teach, problem solve, uh, troubleshoot, things like that. In uh, my, my area is uh, all the Northeast, what I call the colonial, 13 colonial states. And then I also, um, have Ohio and Michigan. I, I actually reside in Indianapolis and work my way east from there. Awesome. And Claudia and I just realized how to pronounce Corteva. Our whole <laughs> lives we've been saying Corteva. So I feel so dumb. Know. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're going to hop right into it. Um, this episode is mainly going to be about the Pioneer and Less Free Soybean. So we want to give everyone that's listening a good idea of what that actually is. So one of you guys could just explain to us what exactly is Pioneer Enlist E3 Soybeans? Yeah, I'll go ahead and take that question. So the Pioneer Enlist E3 Soybean is the newest soybean seed from Pioneer with the Enlist herbicide trait system. Uh, there are three key herbicides that these beans are tolerant to, 2,4-D, Roundup, and Liberty. In combination, these products really offer the farmers the best in-class weed control in the marketplace. Wow, that is awesome. Um, now, let's see. So we got a little bit into what they are, and now we did hear that the benefits, obviously, is that um, we definitely have good weed control with that. But what are some other benefits of Enlist C3? 
Yeah, I would say the primary benefits of Enlist-D3 are, are increased weed control and really tough weeds like glyphosate-resistant mare's tail, water hemp, giant ragweed, uh, palmer amaranth, and that's combined with very low spray volatility. Enlist is really highly effective and it's very safe, which is something soybean farmers have been looking for due to volatility concerns that they had with other uh, systems that have similar weed control results. Um, this, this weed control system is combined with high yielding pioneer genetics that'll give farmers the final end result they're looking for, which is really increased yields and profitability across the farm. That's awesome. We're always looking for those high yields because we have to be able to feed our cows all year long. So if we don't have those high yields, then that's not going to be possible to buy and feed. Um, my next question is, what over-the-top herbicides can I use with Enlist E3 soybeans? Yeah, so I'll take that one. Um, so the E3 soybeans are basically built around, around the, the Enlist platform, which is uh, the uh, basis of that is 2,4-D, uh, all the while, as Dave mentioned, glyphosate as well as the Liberty or glufosinate uh, platforms are included in that. So. Um, Corteva has two primary products to go over the top in this duo would be uh, the 2,4-D version of Enlist tank mixed or pre-mixed, if you will, uh, with, with glyphosate. Uh, so that's, that's more or less a standalone product with AMS uh, that can go over the top. The primary product that we use is called Enlist 1, and that's just straight product, straight 2,4-D product. Uh, it's the 2,4-D choline molecule, which is different than the 2,4-Ds of old, uh, the ether and the ester molecules that have been in the marketplace for a long time. We really scrubbed this molecule down and made it near zero volatility. So you hear that a lot with some of the other platforms uh, as far as their concerns. Um, we have near zero volatility with the Enlist Duo and the Enlist One herbicide. Uh, so those are our two branded products that can go over the top. Tank mixed with those can be uh, the herbicides or any, any of the generic glufosinate uh, products that are out in the marketplace. Uh, any of the glyphosates, a lot of people are familiar with Roundup. Our version of glyphosate um, is preferred, which would be Durango, DMA. Uh, and we always want to have AMS or the water conditioner products with that. So as you compare and contrast different things, uh, some platforms do not want AMS, but our platform with our chemistries, we do. Just a few others that can go in the tank over the top would be, um, we have a product called EverPreX, which is a metallicore uh, product um, that has some residual effect in a post-application. And then if you have some volunteer corns or some really tough grasses, uh, any of the Clethodim products or the SelectMax that are out there, you can put those in the tank and, and they'll mix great with, with Enlist One as well. So a lot of options dependent on what the farmers have in terms of weed species and grass species out in their field. That's awesome. And you guys talk about that word volatility and, and a lot. And there's a lot of people listening to our podcast right now that probably don't know what that word means and how it relates to crops. So could you just describe um, what that word means and why, like why that's so important to you. Yeah. So, so volatility. I mean, if you if you take a, a chemistry like a dicamba or even a even a, a generic 2,4-D for that matter, uh, the volatility. So you have off-target. So there's different things. 
off-target movement happens at the time of application, right? So it could be from wind speed, wind direction, uh, a lot of driftable finds, say somebody used the wrong nozzles and you had a lot of, let's, let's describe it as mist, we call them driftable finds, and those will move off target into a neighboring crop or a, sen or a sensitive crop. Volatility comes into play when, when the droplet will hit the soil or hit the plant, but uh, temperature inversions, uh, a lot of times in the evening you see what looks like smoke or fog is hovering over the over the crop. That's what we call an inversion between hot air and cold air. We never want to spray into those situations because the, the spray just stays suspended right there in that inversion and potentially moves off to crops that we don't necessarily want to be applied to. The other situations would be hot, humid conditions where that droplet hasn't been absorbed into the plant. It can it can literally what they call pick up and move and become volatile, just like evaporation type. It's not the exact same thing, but that's how I would describe it. It will come off of the plant, maybe get into that inversion layer and, and become volatile and, and move off to neighboring crops that, again, weren't our target crop. That's awesome. This is really interesting for me because I do absolutely nothing in the crop, so I'm definitely learning a lot. And knowing that definition has helped a lot in this conversation. And, and Claudia has. Yeah, so we question. were just talking about neighboring crops and everything, Thanks. but um, this kind of just breaks it down a little bit more. Um, can farmers grow the Enlisty 3 soybeans alongside other crops? Yeah, so I think that's one of the, you, uh, Dave talked about some of the advantages. It's, it's, it's huge advantage to the Enlist platform or the E3 soybean um, because we can we can spray right up next to other trait platform soybeans. And that means if you have uh, a dicamba platform or a glyphosate pr platform, uh, a glufosinate or a Liberty platform, any of the other platforms that are in the marketplace, um, you can spray right next to those. And I mentioned that because if you take a look at the other platforms and you're spraying their chemistries, then there are some restrictions to spray next to even similar crops, soybean to soybean. A3 platform and a dicamba platform, there's going to be more restrictions on the other platform than there are. I'll let your, your listeners dive into that a little bit more on their own. Um, but then we get into uh, sensitive crops like tomatoes and grapes and, and other vegetables and fruits that are really, really sensitive. With the Enlist platform, you can spray along next to them. And we, we ask growers and applicators to be smart. But if the wind is blowing towards those sensitive crops, that's a do not spray scenario. If the wind is blowing away from those sensitive crops, then by label, you can spray right alongside those crops. Again, take into consider in consideration everything around you, but with other platforms, it would be do not spray situations in almost every scenario. So right, that makes sense. So you have a little bit more um, time and options for spraying. Correct. A lot more flexibility. The only other thing that you would get into would be um, uh, what they call. Uh, you know, the wooded areas and the tree lines and some of those situations, um, you know, they might describe those as sensitive areas where they never know what type of vegetation is in there. With the Enlist platform, it's, I'll say, only a 30-foot buffer that they want to have a, a separation in between that sensitive area and the crop where you spray. 
with other platforms that could be as much as 240 feet. So with our platform, it's only 30 to sensitive crops with other platforms. It's at, at minimum of 180 and in some cases 240. So if you're looking at a 10, 20 acre field, you know, over half of that field would be do not, do not pay just because you're adjacent to a sensitive crop. Okay. Yeah. So as we're talking about this, we're hearing all these great things about it, but I would like to know, um, just any farmer, um, they're probably going to know, can we trust a positive outcome from using these seeds? Has there been a lot of trials done? Are there a lot of farms using these seeds? So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, so we have a lot of information on these soybeans at this point. Uh, farmers can rest assured that the Enlist E3 beans uh, from Pioneer are going to work really well for them. Uh, we've had these in testing for over a decade, and, and it, they actually came to market in 2019. So in 2020, a significant percent of the soybean acres were planted to this trait in the U.S., and that level has increased this year by a considerable amount based on the success farmers had growing them. Um, Pioneer has thousands of plots across the country and customers are satisfied with the product on their farms. So other farmers that have not planted them can feel very confident that they're going to have positive results. Um, sp specifically here in New York, we've had many local soybean plots across the state last year and the Enlist D3 um, beans from Pioneer yielded very similarly to our previous market leading A-series soybeans, uh, which has been a big product line for us. Um, and uh, planted in the same plots, they, they performed uh, very, very similarly. Uh, also, the weed control with the list has been outstanding. Uh, the other day, I was in a soybean field in central New York with our field agronomist, Eric Nixon, and it was recently sprayed with Enlist. It was taken down a burdock plant that was, as he put it, the size of a truck tire. Um, yeah. It was also taken, taken down thistle that was over two feet tall and was really impressive to see the, the results firsthand. So, so I think farmers can have a lot of confidence in both the genetics and the weed control provided. And you really need to have both of those to have the most success. Yeah, I think just the fact alone that you guys tested it for so long before releasing it is really impressive. And now you're seeing it in action and having all the success farmers are having with it. That's awesome. And now that um, Enlist is moving across the country, maybe a good question to ask is how Enlist E3 soybeans are leading to a more sustainable future in agriculture. Because we all know that everyone is very like concerned about sustainability right now, as they should be. So if you guys could talk a little bit more about that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I think that's a great question. You know, sustainability is, has been a buzzword now for several years. I think, you know, before we can really talk about where we're going to be in the future, uh, I think it's important for everyone to understand. understand um, if you go back to, you know, 95, 96, when the glyphosate uh, platform was first brought into the marketplace, it made all of us really good farmers and chemical reps and, and everything else because it literally took down all the grasses and weeds that we needed to do. That, that took us to the point where we had resistance, right? Because we only used one mode of action. We used it all the time and we used it multiple times during the season, every year, year after year. So that's how we built up resistance. So when we talk about sustainability into the future, most of the industry now has recognized this need or, uh, I mean, you just have to do it, right? You have to have multiple modes back out there. Number one, so we don't 
and to build resistance to another chain of chemistry like we did glyphosate. Mm -hmm. So multiple modes of action is important. And what that does is it helps to prevent herbicide resistant development out into future years. No guarantees there, but by doing those best practices, if you will, and use an integrated weed management system, that, that's where we're going to win in terms of sustainability of the future. That being said, that where there used to be only a glyphosate platform, now there's four or five different platforms. I've always made the argument that to control weeds and grasses, we, we most likely need them all. What growers need to do is is to identify which one works best on their farm. Obviously, we believe that ours is uh, the best in terms of weed spectrum, efficacy of weed control, near zero volatility, which is in a big way important nowadays, and then um, ease of use, um, you know, customer friendly, applicator friendly type of product. So. Um, Hopefully that answers your question in terms of sustainability for the future. I think that's great. And I love that you guys are putting a big focus on that. Um, I'm sure if there's a farmer listening right now, they're and they're liking what they're hearing. Uh, they might want to go about trying to find these seeds. Can you guys tell us how they would uh, go about buying these seeds and learning more about them who they can reach out to? Yeah, so the best place to start would be the local pioneer sales agent. Like for you guys, you work with Scott Sarutis out of Auburn. He'd be considered the local pioneer sales agent. And they're really the backbone of our company. <clears throat> they know what's working in your area and can steer you in the right direction. Um, and Pioneer is a global company, but our success really lies in local experience. So that's the first place to start. Along with that, our reps are backed by a very strong technical employee team of field agronomists, territory managers, and in some locations, like here in New York, dairy specialists. All of these people are engaged in getting customers information they need and also with product placement. Uh, so, and for people that like to do research data on their own as well, pioneer.com on the internet uh, has yield data and product profiles along with tons of other information. Uh, so that's a good resource uh, for folks. In the end, what works on a specific customer's farm is really the only thing that matters to them. So we really encourage customers to plant their own plots, do side-by-side -side comparisons, um, you know, use your yield monitors on your combines, really figure out what's going to work well on your farm. Um, but bottom line, Pioneer has a lot of support and customers that connect with us in uh, many different ways. Yeah, I definitely recommend checking out the Pioneer website because you guys have a lot of awesome things on there. Closing in on the last um, part of our podcast and our questions, we had a great time. Um, any final thoughts for you guys or things that you think that other farmers should know or any other things that we didn't mention already today? You guys can just um, go ahead and share those. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. I think uh, you know, Dave referenced some uh, websites and things like that. I think, I think as far as the Enlist platform, uh, applying the chemistry, um, what kind of products that you can tank mix, uh, which nozzles that guys should use when they're spraying their own field. Uh, all of that information is at enlist.com, right? So you can even go to enlisttankmix.com. So once you get into that website, it'll categor categorically talk about almost everything that we've discussed here in our, our short time with you. Um, but that, that's where I would take guys for information. Uh, they want to dive into more details. Awesome. Do you guys have yeah. anything else? 
Yeah, and I think I think my final thought would be, you know, Enlist E3 is one of the fastest growing uh, soybean technologies we've ever seen, and is currently well on well over 30% of the acres nationally for 2021. So I would say have confidence in trying these on your farm, and most importantly, be sure to connect with your local pioneer rep and local pioneer employee team. Yeah, we're yeah. very excited to see how our Enlist um, turns out this year. I have high hopes. <laughs> yes, I'm really excited too. And we are very thankful for you guys coming on our podcast today. Um, hopefully we'll get to talk to you again soon. And we're really excited to be working with Pioneer. Claudia, do you have any final thoughts? That is it. That about sums it up. So thank you guys very much for coming on again. And have a great day. All right. Thanks for having us. Thank yep. you for having us. Bye.